0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: This is the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Guy Relford filling in for Hammer. He stepped out for a cigar. Uh, we'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline for the breakdown with Brian Baker. Brian is a longtime contributor and host for 93 WIBC. Brian, how are you?
0: I'm great, but my feelings are a little hurt. Every time I come on and Relford's filling in, he's like, yeah, I'm getting out of the studio. <laughs> Screw this, guy."
1: Hey, you know what? Uh, he uh, Didn't you guys have a thing a couple of years ago? Did you have a thing? Weep. Well, I mean, we we sort
0: of did. I mean, it it was half real, half theater. We kind of got into it over uh, the uh, uh, AR-15-style rifles. That's
1: right. That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. And so we had a little debate on air, but... Uh, I did have to come back around and apologize to him and say, yeah, you know, come to think of it, I think you were
1: right. <laughs> One of the rare instances where Brian Baker admits he's wrong. Wow. Oh,
0: no, are you kidding me, man? I've been
1: married for 13 years.
0: <laughs> I am so good at apologizing and admitting when I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so let's start, obviously, with the biggest news of the day here in uh, Indiana, and really, this is a national news story, finally an arrest in the murders of Abby Williams and Libby German, a 50-year-old Delphi resident charged with their murders being held without bond. A pretty emotional day. I don't know if you were watching the press conference earlier with um, with uh, Superintendent Doug Carter, but not much else. We don't know a lot else about how they uh, found this guy, what led up to his arrest, where he's been for the past five or six years. You're just kind of Your your big-picture overall thoughts on the announcement today?
0: You know, I mean, I I was certainly heartened to see that they'd finally made an arrest. That's really encouraging. And I think, um, you know, obviously a relief to the family. I'm sure that the families have been privy to much more of the the inside investigation than most of us in the general public have been, and and those of us in the media, uh, or those of us who used to be in the media. (laughs) You're still in it? yeah, but you know, my my um, my general feeling on it is that I know a lot of folks were frustrated that they didn't get more details in the press conference. Yes. But really, I mean, kudos to investigators. I think that they have been really methodical in how they have gone about this investigation, and certainly they do not want to be stuck in a position where a lot of people are doing the Monday morning quarterback on them. If they failed to get a conviction in this case. So I'm sure that they've been very methodical and careful with collecting information, not letting out more than they need to know. And uh, having not been on the law enforcement side of things, I can't really speak to this, but I would imagine too, that, you know, police are pretty sophisticated investigators. They're working with some pretty sophisticated technology, and maybe they don't want to let the general public know what that is. Um, Because, uh, you know, I I would think uh, as long as they've got uh, the advantage and they're able to to, to utilize some of that technology to go after suspects and solve crimes and cold cases, then um, why would you want to let the general public know anything more than they need to know? You
1: know, I think I've been a little more understanding over the past few years. Like, I, I know Hammer has been very frustrated. Uh, Rob Kendall frustrated with the lack of—I I don't want to say transparency, but just lack of information. And, and in fact, they—you know—it's—it's it's a kind of a controversial thing that they sealed the probable cause affidavit. We don't know what's in that yet, but. I'm with you, man. I'm like, get all those T's crossed and I's dotted before you, you you know, jeopardize the integrity of any single part of this investigation. As a matter of fact, I was surprised. They still said they had the tip line open. We don't know if maybe there is somebody else out there that's still uh, a part of this thing. And I, I think I'm with you. I'm like, yeah, just keep it close to the vest uh, in this case.
0: Well, yeah, I'm sure they'll continue to collect information, and you know but I also was thinking about this this morning. i mean all obviously we've had a huge surge in violent crime across the country, and there's no doubt i mean Abby and Libby and their family, their friends i mean they have have paid more for this crime than anyone else, but um you know when things like this happen, and especially on the national level it you know it takes something from all of us right it increases your your, your fear uh, if you live in that community it, it creates additional anxiety for you especially if you're a parent yeah. you know this investigation has gone on for two years and you know Delphi um, there's great businesses up there but of course they've got right now in the you know in the general mainstream there's a bit of a black eye there too because it's associated with this horrible crime so
1: and it's um, really just creepy that that guy's been walking around amongst everyone else for uh, the past five years. It's just yeah, it, truly. Um, I, I'm really curious to know what led up to his arrest and and, and how long this guy uh, has been on their radar.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure um, that all the information will come yep. out, but I got, got a feeling it may not happen until after the trial is complete. We'll see.
1: Which is set for uh, next March, 2023. It is the breakdown with Brian Baker. Uh, once upon a time, you worked in the. Uh, world of financial radio broadcasting. Uh, This is kind of in your wheelhouse. We had the news drop last week. The GDP rose by Uh, 2.6%. Old old poopy pants Biden was doing cartwheels in the West (laughs) Wing. Um, What Am I supposed to be happy about the GDP rising 2.6%? What does that mean exactly? And it still feels like inflation is pretty damn high. Yeah,
0: I mean, inflation has pulled back a little bit, but it is still high. Um, The growth and uh, the GDP gains that we had in the third quarter, made up for losses in the first half of the year. But, uh, I and I don't want to go poopy on everyone's uh, excitement about that, but the truth is that a lot of that was driven by a narrowing of the trade deficit. There was an increase in consumer spending, most of that on services rather than goods, because it's so expensive right now to, to finance any purchases, right? Um, and we, we had a pretty good boost of government spending as well. And the majority of economists are saying that this is not likely to last, that you know, this was kind of an anomaly, and probably in early 2023 we're going to see another recession. Now, I mean, I've been kind of fascinated watching this unfold. And, you know, I I think we've all got skin in the game, regardless of whether you have money in the markets or not. I mean, we're all living in this huge mess that's been created post-pandemic. And so – you know i see like certain patterns that that are similar to what i saw in 2008 but you know with regard to you made the, the mention about financial i'm actually like getting part time like working back into working with some financial companies oh, no because kidding. i think that there's yeah yeah and in fact i'm working with a company called um uh, Fisher capital um that that sells gold and silver because i see where you know Listen, no one is ever going to be able to accurately predict what's going to happen in markets or the economy, regardless of how many degrees they've got and how smart they are. It just it doesn't happen. You could go on any of the major websites that are financial, whether it be CNBC or Market Watch, every day, and you'll see two conflicting opinions right there on their main homepage. But, you know, I'm not convinced that the Fed has inflation under control, and they're starting to see pressure now from lawmakers and from the White House They're raising concerns saying, hey, uh, you know, take it easy because this could potentially wind up boosting the, the unemployment numbers and we're concerned about job losses. And I don't know. I mean, the Fed has backed off a little bit and has been a little bit more devish in their language. But I don't know that if it comes down to choosing hmm. uh, tackling inflation or uh, worrying about employment, that they won't say, "Listen, our, our number one job is to just get this inflation under control." So we're going to see. I, I think a three-quarter rate hike is uh, three-quarter of a point rate hike this week is probably what they're going to announce, and then there might be another one in December. But a lot of economists uh, say, and- "Hey, you know, we, they'll probably be done after uh, that." Uh, for- and-
1: and can you stick around for one more segment, Brian? Because I want to ask you about. Um, you're based out of Georgia. Fascinating uh, race in the Senate down there, and I want to ask you all about that here coming up on the breakdown with Brian Baker, 93 WIBC. What do I'm going to take you down? Hey, my name is Nigel. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline. And bring on Brian Baker. It is the breakdown with Brian Baker here. Uh, <laughs> Did you just have to read that off a of card? I, 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 yes, I did. I, uh, I, did, I, got lost. I, I forgot who we had on the phone here. Actually, I knew it was Brian Baker, or uh, if somebody else that got to let go recently. Yeah. I don't know. Who you were uh, based out of Georgia. Um, it's it's what is it? Abrams and Kemp for the gubernatorial race. Yeah. That's that race is kind of a joke, right?
0: It is. And I mean, Kemp and, and Abrams, they just had their final debate. And Stacey Abrams got caught in this huge <laughs> whopper of a lie saying that, oh, she's not in favor of defunding the police. Oh, okay, Kemp's sure. Calling around them saying, um, no, you actually said in an interview on CNN that you're in favor of defunding the oh, police. Oh, there's a nine minute
1: for- montage of clips like that. Please. <laughs> yeah, so she. She's just
0: she's a mess man and uh, you know i she did have some some strong early voter turnout because um you know she's really good about to beating the drum on voter suppression but the truth is man uh, i don't think that she's got a, a chance in the world all of the governor's races for the most part seem to be leaning republican yeah, yeah. And, does you know uh,
1: d- does herschel walker uh stand a chance I, I think they're neck and neck the the senate race in georgia walker versus warnock what do you think
0: yeah, man, this one is a mess. Um, I do think he stands a chance, and if he ultimately is victorious um, as a guy who will go and vote for him, I, it ain't going to be because he's smart or <laughs> he's a really great, viable candidate. Sure. It's going to be a strategy vote of, hey, we've got to flip the House and, yeah. and we've got to flip the Senate. Um, but uh, with that said, I think he does have a really good running chance. Unfortunately, Georgia, the way our elections work down here, they're kind of screwy, and so if any candidate's... Fails to get above 50% of the vote, it goes into a runoff. You get a runoff, yeah. Yeah, and that's what screwed things up before. And, you know, if that happens, and right now both of the candidates, both Warnock and Herschel Walker, are pulling below 50%, if that happens, then, you know, I think it could probably swing towards Democrats because. Yeah, you got you got one runoff election. All of a sudden, the, the noise, the chaos, all the uh, the election clutter kind of clears away. And then the Democrat Party is plowing tons of money into the state of Georgia. That's what happened before. And I fear that that could happen again. But, you know, I'm hopeful. Uh, it, yep. in, in the year 2022, there's not a whole lot to be hopeful about. But this is one thing that I think we're going to be all right in November. I really do think that we're going to flip the House and the Senate and the majority of the governor's races will go Republican as well.
1: Final thing uh, with Brian. Baker, uh, you were pals with the uh, late Leslie Jordan, uh, who recently yeah. died in a car crash, um, uh, he's a comedian and actor. we got about probably like 60 seconds left. I mean, I know you can't encapsulate the guy's career in your relationship, but uh, just talk about his passing.
0: Yeah, man, I mean, this one really hurt, Nudge. Um, uh, Leslie Jordan is somebody I really credit with with saving my life at a time that I really needed um I needed a friend and I, I needed wow. somebody that could could say I've been there and I've been in an even worse place than you. Um
1: because but, you worked you know, in I've Hollywood, been, you work in that you work in that industry, so you knew him.
0: I yes, I did. And um you know, we became very close friends. I met him uh, through Lisa Gibbons. He came in for an interview and um You know, we just kind of hit it off and and had regular lunches. He was a huge encouragement to me and, and tried to do so many things to help me with my career. But what I wanted to say about him is that, you know, I've seen so many comments online lately, people saying, gosh, you know, I feel like... I knew him because you just sort of got this this feeling through his social media presence that that he was the guy and and what I wanted to say is that if you did follow him if you were a fan on Instagram then you did know him he was exactly the same way in person um, just super funny huge heart really loving and was I the, uh, was, the really well,
1: was the well was the well, whale well. whale whale was that 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 yeah. was his catchphrase right <laughs> yeah how y'all doing yeah right, right, right. Uh,
0: yeah yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say was a little different behind the scenes is that uh, he could be a little bit more more brash <laughs> in person. Well, sure. But, um, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but no, he he was he was a character, and and Chattanooga, which is just uh, you know a couple hours north of me down here uh, in Atlanta, they're going to honor him, which is is well deserved. And I hope that the media does a good job of covering all the work that he did over the last twenty thirty years, just in service to others. I mean, he was a part of Project Nightlife. Uh, Nightlight, which was a organization that was designed, really, it, it was based on the principle that no one should die alone. And so, at the height of the AIDS crisis, he was, you know, there with a lot of people in their final moments when their families had abandoned them, and just so generous, such a really, really good guy. And I love that he. I'm sorry that he's gone, but I, I just love that he went out uh, achieving what he wanted because he was always famous. But before Instagram, he was just sort of like working yeah. actor famous and yeah. then he went mega famous and he just loved that and ate it up more than anybody that I ever saw in that business so I, I love him and, and I'm going to miss
1: him very much to break down with Brian Baker where can people find more of you and more of your work
0: well, I was going to say WIBC, but uh, I, no, I'm not there. Uh, I go to uh, to uh, Twitter, Naptown Bri. I am going to be launching a podcast here at the first of the year. Oh, and I know. um Yeah, and uh, then I'll also uh, continue doing stuff with uh, with Fisher Capital. So you'll, you're probably going to hear my voice in some ads coming out here pretty soon. <laughs>
1: That's Brian Baker. Great talking to you, man. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Bob. More of the Hammer and Nigel Show coming up next.